0: superstitious but i am a little stitious Barons win parents win cody jansen stopped 92 out of 95 shots including a penalty shot in overtime somehow he still only wound up the third star of the game you like that jansen has a heart you're smoking crack Alrighty, we're getting close to the world junior season we got an nhl game tonight The NHL is also battling COVID, so nothing short to talk about. It's World Hockey Report. What's up? Cody Jansen here. How are you doing? Let's dive into it. It's World Hockey Report. We are presented by Lord Co. Auto Parts. You should already know that they're official partners of Hockey Canada, Team Canada, the official auto parts retailer. Lordco, they've been uh, your go-to auto parts store since 1974. Lordco, they're a trusted supplier of quality aftermarket auto parts and accessories. Shop owners, automotive professionals, and do-it-yourself vehicle owners know it's a place to go for fast and knowledgeable service. Check out its new location on Calgary Trail Northwest, and don't forget to stroll through its in-store truck center for the latest truck accessories and high-performance parts. The doors are open seven days a week. View store hours and services at lordco.com. So what do we want to talk about on the show today? We got your thoughts coming in. Of course, join the conversation anytime at 12 Ounce Sports, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Zingo TV, Channel 761. I want to know, because it's running rampant in Calgary, what should the NHL do about their COVID issues? I want to know, and again, you can let us know anytime at RPT on Twitter. I'm there at janner31 underscore, but I want to hear from you. You can join the conversation. Your comments come up on screen. If you hop on 12-ounce Sports Facebook or YouTube, those are the two easiest ways. Thanks, you Twitter. You're not getting us uh, to join the conversation anymore, but we put the question out there, and we're going to get to some of your thoughts. They are already rolling in at RPT. Uh, A couple of quick ones off the hop. Harp says the Canadian government's putting down the hatchet. Going to be even tougher. Likely going to cancel games. Donnie says let it run its course and move on with life. Ryan says that 95% VAC status of NHL players. People were so proud of it. Sure was useless. The same people. Going to be happy about the third and fourth shots too? I don't know. I want to know your opinion though. At World Hockey RPT, I'm Cody Jansen. Let us know. We get a lot to get to as well. NHL docket. I think there's 13, maybe 12 games in the schedule tonight. Now that uh, the Flames' games are canceled, at least for this week, likely till after Christmas. If I had my bet, Oilers Leafs. It's going to be a good one. You got a lot of skill power. We'll hear from Connor McDavid. We got Dave Tippett teed up. No Zach Hyman tonight. Big loss for the Oilers. Duncan Keith he is questionable. He did practice today. But the big question, what should the NHL do about their battles with COVID? Brad Marchand goes on the list. Vancouver, Luke Shen's on the list for them now. It's kind of getting out of hand. If we're going to be honest here, it has gotten out of hand in the NFL. And now for NHL players, you know, you kind of see it where it's like, hey, Sure, that there's 95% vaccinated. Tyler Bertuzzi, I know he's unvaccinated, got COVID. I think he's back in the lineup now. What do you do? What do you do at this point? Do you play through it? Is that even an option? I mean, if they're asymptomatic, do you give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're going to recover? I'm interested to hear hockey fans' thoughts on this one. It's Cody Jansen, World Hockey Report. We got Oilers, Leafs tonight. Other games on the docket since there was none last night. We'll quickly rip through them. If you had a score prediction, let us know, of course. Winner gets a pro-rock hockey stick. I ought to know. What's the final score? Who scores the game winner? Let us know that you got a chance with a pro rock hockey stick. Join the conversation anytime. Twelve ounce sports Facebook and YouTube on the schedule tonight. NHL hockey. You got Vegas, Boston, L.A., Tampa, Ottawa, Florida, New Jersey, Philly, Montreal, Pittsburgh. Those all start at five o'clock Alberta time. Five thirty. New York Islanders versus the Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings favored there. They're minus one twenty five on the money line. Who would have thought that before the season? You got a Detroit Isles game. Detroit's favorite I had the Isles going to the Stanley Cup that ain't gonna work I saw it today and I don't have the standings right in front of me but an Oilers loss and a Jets win would put the Oilers out of a playoff spot that's crazy to think about I know you know we're just past American Thanksgiving we're almost at Christmas not exactly time to panic that's crazy the Oilers who were the best team in the NHL at one point in time. Coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, you got Carolina, Minnesota, Buffalo, Winnipeg, 630. You got St. Louis, Dallas, 7 o'clock. You got the Rangers in Colorado, Toronto, Edmonton, 8 o'clock. You got Columbus, Vancouver, 830, Seattle, San Jose. Decent job staggering it. If you got to give the NHL credit for one thing, it's that right there. Not how they're dealing with COVID. So for the connection, it was Luke Shen. It was Yuho Lam- Lamico. Never heard of the kid. Never heard of it. kid. If we're being just fully honest right now, the Canucks are on a heater. Also, I do got to give a shout-out. Ben Bishop, he's announced his retirement from professional hockey at the age of 35. uh, Played parts of 11 NHL seasons, of course, with St. Louis, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, L.A., and Dallas, putting up uh, 221 wins. That's pretty impressive, and a save percentage of 9-2-1 over his career. Now, this is the insane stat. That's third all-time, only behind Dominic Hasek and Ken Dryden. Different eras, of course, but, again, doesn't have as many rings as Patrick Waugh. It's kind of a hit-or-miss stat, but, again, a 921 is in his career? Over 11 seasons? That's incredible. It sucks that he can't get healthy. It sucks that he can't come back. And of the day, I think that's a career that you can hang your hat on and say, hey, I'm pretty damn proud of what I've accomplished. So I think uh, we all deserve a little round of applause. Goes out towards Ben Bishop today. Elsewhere in the NHL, I guess not exactly NHL, but former NHL, our news, Jeremy Colton. He's been added as an assistant coach for the Spangler Comp. Went off pretty much everything world juniors uh here's your first practice since the cats per mark masters of course he's gonna be your go-to guy your three goaltenders tenders: kosa bro absent kent johnson he's still out Hey, we're going to hope to get a couple of these guys on here later this week. It's going to be uh, awesome shows to talk about. Your uh, defense, you got Fort Saskatchewan product. Owen Zellweger up with Owen Power. That's a wagon of a top unit. Power's sick. I mean, this kid's nasty. He's a first overall pick for a reason. But Zellweger's pretty underrated. If you watch him in Everett, you'll know what I'm talking about. But this kid buzzes around on the ice. He's awesome. Caden Gooley with Cormier. Uh, Sabrango Lambos, O'Rourke, and Sealy are your last pairings up front. Right centering Perfetti and Gunther. Edmonton Oil King right there. McTavish with Stankoven. Uh, Denoye, Neighbors, Greg, Sordif. You got Bork between Coyle and Borgo. Borgo is going to play the wing here, assumedly that he's not going to be centering. Maybe he'll be a fill-in. Maybe he'll take some draws here and there. And then you got Connor Bedard as your 13th forward. So he cracks the team. Can he crack the lineup? That's a different story. I guess we'll see. These pre-tournament games are going to be big. And an interesting comment before we get to Connor McDavid's thoughts on the Oilers and Leafs tonight. He had this for Connor Bedard on some advice. He said I'd stay off social media. Can be a bit a little bit negative. Yeah. Uh would probably agree with that, Connor. He also talked about the game tonight, so let's get to it. It's Oilers Leafs. Seven o'clock right here at Rogers Place in Alberta's capital.
1: What, uh, when you're in the middle of a, a losing streak like you are right now, um, you know how do you balance kind of the frustration of being in that place with also knowing that you got to have some positive energy to, to get where you want to go? Uh, well, I mean, you obviously want to be more positive than for, than uh, than the other one, you know. Um, obviously, we're not happy with how the last stretch of games have gone. The only way out of it uh, is to, to to play better and to win games. So um, that's obviously the main focus. The Leafs had some success against you here last year, and I know it's somewhat different teams in a different year. But is there a is there a style that you absolutely need to play against this this core group that that works better? Yeah, I um, mean, you know, they were a good team last year. They're a good team again this year. Um, you know, they, uh, uh, they have great forwards. Um, you know, their, their goalie's been playing well. They're, they're back in solid, too. So, um, you know, they're uh, they're a good team. Um, and it's going to take a, a good effort from us to, to get it done. Connor, we don't, we don't know right now about Zach Hyman, but just a thought on... On what he's brought your team, and maybe the energy level and their work rate that he consistently—if you can maybe speak to that a bit—yeah, he's obviously a guy that that brings it each and every night. Um, you know, you know you're going to get out of uh, out of Heims, and you know he's come in and uh, he's done everything um, everything that uh, you know he's been asked, and um, you know he's been a great addition for our group both on and off the ice.
0: McDavid there speaking. Obviously, we know now Hyman is not going to play tonight. Duncan Keith is in, or likely in. Going to be paired with Cody Cece again. This is all likely. That's going to happen. Got to get the green light from the doctors first, though, which I am not a doctor. Still to come on the show today, Tyler kill is going to come up. Oh, it says 1230 on there. That's a mistake, producer. We're going to have to get someone fired on that. Should be 1220 Tyler Cool is going to come up. We'll talk college hockey. I know he's seen everything in the great state of Michigan plus, you know, he's the voice of Western Michigan. So, awesome to catch up with him once again, longtime friend of the show. And then Stephen Ellis. He's just a hockey guru. This guy knows everything about everything. You've probably read his work, heard him on the hockey news. He's all over. He's doing CBC, CTV hits around World Junior time. You know let me love him. He's coming up at 1240 Alberta time. Big news out of the World Juniors today, though I forgot to mention this earlier. We will get back to Oilers Leafs preview. Atiranti, he's unavailable for Finland at the World Juniors due to recent COVID-19 cases in Jokrit. That's his uh, team in the Liga, Finland's top league there. So he's unable to participate. And the NHLers going to the Olympics seems to be pretty unlikely right now. Just nothing's going in their favor. It's, you know, you got the quarantine rules coming up that they could have to, you know, quarantine for three weeks, five weeks if they test positive. It's outrageous at this point. And I know, I know for a fact that the Olympics want any NHLers there, but if they can't get government approval to sway some of these rules, it's not happening. And how it's not happening is absolutely beyond me. It's China. It's like a communist country. They can just make rules on the fly and no one's going to hold any standards to them. So why wouldn't they just adjust the rules for NHL players? Is it because it's unfair to other Olympians? Well, Hey, other Olympians, you ain't bringing in pennies compared to these guys. Any cellers and hockey is what makes the Olympics money. It's the biggest TV deal. It's what everyone wants to watch in North America. So yes, change the damn rules if you want any cellers at the Olympics. It's that simple because as it stands right now, they're not going. And that's you know, we got sources. There's there's any cell players who have said, Hey, I'm not going. If these are the COVID rules, I'm just not going. And these are big name players here that aren't going to the Olympics this year if rules don't change. You got to assume the IOC is going to adjust on the fly. I guess we'll find out if they do. Oilers, Leafs, the Leafs have had the Oilers number here. They've been a tough test for them of past. But one of my favorite moments, that Connor McDavid goalie embarrasses Morgan Riley, scores on Michael Hutchinson. But in this one, and yes, injuries play a part, and how hot the Leafs have played a part, the Leafs are the favorites. The Oilers are a home dog. It's a Tuesday night in Edmonton, and the Oilers are a home dog. Here's Dave Cam- Dave Tippett.
1: You're the only team left in the league that's undefeated when you score first. It's, yeah. So Captain Obvious says it's important for you guys to do it, but yeah. do you notice a difference in how your team plays if you score first? Yeah, whoever, the team that scores first, you get momentum in the game first. You know, we've had some times where we feel like we've had momentum and not scored, and all of a sudden, It goes the other way. You know, we get, like the other night, where we feel like we're starting all right, and all of a sudden take a penalty and it goes against us. Now you're chasing the game. And especially when you're, you know, when you're not scoring or things haven't gone as well as you like, it puts extra burden on your mind you got to get out there and get going right you get a lead you, you play more confident your team plays more confident all the way through everybody it seems like all the all the lines become factors and when you have a lead when you're chasing it's you get erratic
0: and that comes down to your goaltending right so let's take a look at the tail of the pipes here at miko Koskin. he's 12 and 5 this season 305 goals against average 907 save percentage and he's going up against Jack Campbell, who's 14 5 and 2. He's got a one nine nine goals against average and a 9.35 save percentage with three shutouts. Clearly, that's why they're favored. They're better in net. Frankly, I think they've been better five on five offensively than the Oilers. And to, to be br- you know, brutal about it, the past week and a half, two weeks for the Oilers hasn't been pretty. They are not looking like the top team in the NHL that they were at the start of the season. The power play's gone a little cold here. And. I guess this is this is per Caesar sportsbook. 70% of the money line bets are going towards Edmonton here. And 78% of the over. Pardon me, the under six is uh, going under. Interesting. I think it could be a high scoring one. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a 4-2 game. 5-3. Maybe I'll wait for that uh, over under to drop down to six. Maybe try and get it at five and a half if it keeps going. 78% of the money going there. That's a lot. Obviously, Toronto, one and a half. That's a plus 180 if you're thinking Leafs on the puck line. already right, got to get off to a commercial break here right away. But before that, here's an interesting quote from Bill Daly, and I'll leave it here because I want you to join the conversation as well. 12 I'm On Sports Facebook, YouTube, let me know your thoughts. What should the NHL do about their COVID issues right now? Here's what Bill Daly had to say, quote, The vaccine itself preventing is preventing against serious illness. While we have players under the weather for several days, they're not getting sick like they got last year, and that's a direct effect from being fully vaccinated. So they're not getting sick like they were in previous years because they're vaccinated. That's what the vaccine's supposed to do. So do you let them play through it? Do you say, hey, you played through measles or not measles, mumps? Whatever the NHL was going through, do we, you know, kind of suck it up and let players play through it? Or is that not the right thing to do? If they're not seriously sick, can they play hockey through it safely if precautions are taken? I don't know. You let me know. The, join the conversation. It's Cody James and World Hockey Report. We are coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios in beautiful Alberta. Follow me on Twitter at January31 underscore and the show at World Hockey RPT. All right, I got to get out of here for a break. Bryce is going to be pissed. Producer, let's get out of here. We're coming back with Tyler Kuehl, play-by-play voice. He's the host of Locked on Caps as well. It's Cody Jansen World Hockey Report presented by Lord Coata Parts.
1: Follow Team Canada with sports travel tours in their bid to win back-to-back world championships. Canada will play all their games in beautiful Helsinki, Finland, and will face Switzerland, Germany, and Russia. Sports travel tour packages include a fantastic hotel, all transfers, amazing game tickets, a tour host, as well as a pre-game party. Check out the official world championship packages at sportstraveltours.com.
0: Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single-point scored New customers who bet just $1 on any NFL team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You can score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years or older New Jersey Indiana Pennsylvania only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit one dollar wager required one per customer restrictions apply see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Back, 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 back. Right, it's World Hockey Port Cody Jansen with you. And we are presented by Lord Co Auto Parts. So visit Lord Co's in-store truck centers at select locations today. New store in Edmonton. It's on Calgary Trail Northwest. Don't forget to go there. Doors are open seven days a week. View store hours and services at lordco.com. We'll now snap it over to the great state of Michigan our friend play-by-play voice host of locked on caps he's been calling ncaa div one games this season and you know what it's world junior season so we're just gonna pick his brain on everything it's tyler keel joining the show and tyler i really didn't expect to even talk to you about this even a matter of a couple hours ago but COVID continues to run rampant on the nhl I want your thoughts. What does the NHL have to do? That's been the conversation going this morning, but how do you control it? What should they do? Is it fine to say, keep playing if you're vaccinated? Do you shut it down for three weeks and hope to get it under control? What's your thoughts?
2: Well, first of all, Cody, thanks for having me back on here. It's going to be talking with the uh, television voice of the Saskatchewan
0: rush of the NLL. First and of radio, all. and um, radio, I got to throw that in there.
2: Oh, and radio. So you do everything there for the rush. It's just like you always do there, Cody, You do everything. So this army knife. Um, exactly. But the thing is with COVID here, and and this is tough, right? And I'll be honest. Today is my day after getting my booster shot, so I don't want to say I'm totally under the weather, but I have not been feeling great today. Um, <laughs> just because of the after effects and the side effects of it, but. You know, I've really thought about that because I heard your point there, and I heard Bill Daly's quote that you mentioned right before we went to break, and I really thought about it. You know, should they continue to play? And and, and the problem is, is that you know, because only Bertuzzi's vaccinated. And I remember I was listening to uh, Thirty Two Thoughts yesterday with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman. They mentioned how there's only one American League player also that's unvaccinated, and you know. The problem is, is like, what if, what if it gets to the point where it's out of control? You know, if, if there's so many COVID cases where like 75% of the league has it, right? Like that's the one hard thing because something we've also seen is with these positive tests is that players can have COVID without really having COVID and, or without really having like the symptoms and whatnot. So what I should probably should specify. And that's really something that's going to be that you'd have to really think about is you know because some you know i mean you go on to go on a smaller illness some people can be carrying a flu bug around or cold and they wouldn't really be showing symptoms they would just pass it along you know it's gonna that would be a tricky line to go on right now and i think right now the nhl is just trying to figure out how to get through this season with current protocols that it has and i don't know if they want to change it right now obviously with the olympics coming up it's a big deal so you know, that may, I I think at some point it's going to come to that where, you know what, if you have COVID perfect, at least we have the vaccines to make sure that you're not going to be terminally ill or have any real massive effects from the illness and the virus. But right now, Janet, it's, it's really tough to say that eventually, you know, or at least in the short term that we're going to say, yeah, just let them play.
0: It's I, I would definitely agree with that. Jack trimes in here says there's really nothing you can do either than canceling games if a team has too many cases. And that's the inconsistencies have come in when, you know, they'll cancel some Islanders games and Vegas has to play through it or they'll cancel flames games. And other teams are playing through it. There's a lot of inconsistencies right now nat- like that. So I, I think you kind of got to put some hard, fast rules in here. Interesting. Bray, tr- Brad Trilliving is speaking right now and his quote is people are doing well so far and guys are doing good. Doesn't know what strain of COVID they've got right now. So I'm sure if it's a variant, I guess that does play some part into this here with, you know, the, the Omicron they're talking about, Oh, maybe teams are going to have to play with empty buildings and stuff like that. That sucks. But the trickle down effect, and we talked about it earlier is the Olympics, Tyler. I'm not convinced they're going. I've talked, I've heard from multiple players at very, I mean, these are, these are guys who are stars in the NHL that they're not going if, you know, they, they don't change the rules because to miss three weeks of NHL games or up to five weeks. And you combine that with the actual games themselves of two weeks, probably closer to three with all the travel. You can't just take two months off the NHL. That's what you're there to do. That's what you get paid the big bucks for. Not everyone's getting Olympic endorsements. Like I'm sure a Connor McDavid can probably bring in a million in endorsements just for going to the Olympics and doing that stuff. Not everyone's getting that. So I don't think they're going. I I, I think it's unfortunate, but I don't think we're seeing any cellars there.
2: You know that that's something that's really been touch and go over the last couple of days, and it seems like every time you bring up, like someone says, "Oh, this player's on the list." Oh, Brad Marchand's on the COVID list. How's this going to affect the Olympics? Because unfortunately, until January, I think was a January tenth is the day they have to make the decision, or sometime early next month. When that day comes, we'll, we will, that'll be when we have the official idea. I mean, everyone's saying that the idea is that the league wants the players to go. They do not want to be the ones making the decision. But to your point, you're right. If the players know that they're be missing three to five weeks where the NHL will not be paying those players if they have to miss time because of COVID-19, if they get it from the Olympics. You know, I mean, that's obviously something that's going to be sitting in the back of their minds. And, you know, players are really considering that. They're really thinking about it. And do we want to go see them play? Sure. Do they want to play? Sure. I spoke, you know, I spoke with John Walton, the radio voice of the Capitals. It's not like Washington has a short of players that are going to hoping to go to Beijing here. Ovechkin, uh, Samsonov, maybe one of the Russian goaltenders. Vitek Banachek's is probably going to play for the Czechs. There's going to be a few guys on that team are going to probably want to go, but even he's kind of at this point turned a little pessimistic on the players heading overseas.
0: And we're just getting this one breaking right now: the the Canes and Wild game is going to be postponed tonight. This is via sources right. right now. The Canes they had additional pot four additional positive tests. I should specify theirs. So again, another game knocked off the donkey. So now I think we're at eleven tonight. So hopefully you can. Is, find that, it. is that the
2: King, Is that the Kings or the Wild having to postpone? The Kings the, or the, Oh, the, Canes, yeah, Car- is it? the Carolina, Kings, Canes. Carolina, Carolina, hot start. Kings, Kings, the Kings are playing the Kings and they're playing. Yeah, no, um, no Carolina. I that's, it's tough. Cause of course, Sebastian Aho and a couple other players and staff had to stay in Vancouver when they came back because of positive tests. So that's obviously still, like you said, it's, it's an evolving and very fluid situation.
0: Tyler, let's talk about you now, though. I've seen you being doing some pretty cool stuff. We're play by play voices here, and you're calling Western Michigan games. That's unreal, man, because I know how hard you work at it. I know how much time and effort you've put into it as well from, you know, calling a lot of games for free, likely calling high school games, working on your craft, talking to, you know, play by play voices, and just focusing on it. So, how cool has it been for you to, you know, finally be calling some incredible hockey games like NCAA D1? That's an incredible level of hockey that you're getting to call. So what's that experience been like for you and going on some of those trips? Well, I
2: can tell you, I have to, I have to say, first of all, thanks to Robin hook, Uh, Robin, who is the main play-by-play voice of Western Michigan hockey, football and basketball. That guy, I mean, you talk about how you're a Swiss army knife. This guy calls so many different sports. It's crazy. Cody. And he, you know, he was giving me an opportunity whenever he's busy with other sports or does not feel like taking a sixteen-hour bus trip in the middle of nowhere upstate New York. Uh, but you know, it's it's been fun. It's, you know, the the players are really cool. Pat Firstweiler, who actually worked, uh, who's on. Uh, Uh, Jeff Blashell staff with the Detroit Red Wings for a short time, get to hear some fun stories about that. Uh, Not too many for air, unfortunately. Um, But the, you know, the players and the crazy part is too, I'm seeing a lot of players here. I mean, you know, they have Ronnie Adder, who's a really good defenseman for Western who is a Philadelphia Flyers prospect, big six foot three. He's only a junior. Um, Ethan Frank is one of the best goal scorers in the country. He's going to be a guy that may get picked up by a pro team at the end of the season. Like there, there's a lot of, it's fun. It's, you know, you get to go to different barns and, for those who have never been to Kalamazoo to go to Lawson on a Friday night or Saturday night for Western Michigan hockey, it's, it's an experience. So, and you know, you're right above the Lawson lunatics, the student section there and they're dropping every F bomb you can think of and have to try to apologize to the FCC about every period, but you know what? It's a fun, it's a great experience. And hopefully it can can continue building from there.
0: I caught some of your call against Denver. I believe it was you were, you were there a month ago or so, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, sounded that was, awesome. That was, hey, how did how did Carter Savoy look? This is a guy who I, I think it's kind of embarrassing that Canada left him off the roster. The way this guy can put the pill back in the net, like it's uh, was he not that impressive? Like this is a guy who has a lot of scoring potential, and in a tournament like the World Juniors, you got to be able to score.
2: You know, the crazy part is with him because I, I was shocked too. Because I, I even said it on my broadcast. I said like, this guy, you know, he's probably going to be playing for Team Canada. He, he had a little bit of a slow start to the year. And that was the, and that was kind of the crazy part. I said to myself, okay, I mean, he had a couple of big games against like air force and Arizona state. and I'm like, he wouldn't kind of offer when he, you those know, went up count. against like North Dakota. Yeah. Those don't count at all. But then all of a sudden he puts up five points in the two games against the Broncos. And I was like, huh, this guy's pretty good. And, you know, and I, you know, it's crazy. You mentioned, you know, team Canada's emissions and, you know, we, I, you know, for the Washington capitals, I got to follow Hendrix slop getting onto the opening night roster scoring in this first NHL game while Wayne Gretzky was trying to interrupt it on the TNT broadcast. But the fact that like, I thought, Oh, cool. A guy with NHL experience, he's a shoe in to go on team Canada. Well, unfortunately he wasn't able to Vincent and is another good prospect. I mean, I mean, you look at that roster too, Cody, how, I mean, how hard is it to get on that Team Canada roster? I mean, the, the talent pool, especially up front, is very hard. And it's one of those things, I'm pretty sure the folks at Hockey Canada said, it's not more or less, you know, the talent pool. It's more or less who can play well together, right? I think that's something, because this is not just, you know, let's get the best all-star team Canada here. Let's get a team that can win a gold medal, because that there's a lot of sour notes still after the loss in Edmonton last year.
0: But that's my point, and why not have Savoy where when they're not winning gold, it's seemingly because A, they're either not able to score or they don't have the goaltending. This year, I think they got the goaltending. I don't know if they can oh, score. Yeah. I, I mean, it's nothing against, you know, your Gunther's, your Perfetti's, your McTavishes. When I think of them, I don't think of pure goal scorers. I think of Connor McDart as more of a pure goal scorer. Perfetti's obviously going to put the punk in the net, Gunther can as well. But. I don't know. I've got a hard time with them, you know, leaving guys like LaPierre, leaving guys like Savoy off the roster. One player, actually two players, I guess they're both Michigan guys. I can ask you at the same time. You can give me two thoughts at once. I know you can handle that. It's Kent Johnson and Owen Power. They're Michigan products. They're two NCAA guys playing on Canada with the World Juniors here in Edmonton. I'm excited to watch those two. Those are probably the two guys who outside of Connor Bedard and Shane Wright, I've got my eye on the most. These
2: two guys, I mean, Ken Johnson. I, I, I don't know if he was mad that he was picked after Maddie Veneers in the draft last year or what, but he has come out playing inspired and he, he's really developed into a exceptional playmaker. Uh, you know, he ha- he has the scoring touch. He can certainly put the puck in the back of that himself, but he's found a way to set up other guys. And of course, Brendan Bresson, who has been a, a real, real good addition here for the, for the university of Michigan. He has 11 goals. He's played a lot with 10 Johnson. Uh, Thomas Bortolo has also been a key part as well. And Johnson and Bennears most time play on the same line. So you can thank a lot of the 11 goals that Bennears has this year. He has 22 points. Ken Johnson's tied for the team lead with Owen Power with 23 points, but 19 assists. Like he's really dynamic. And you mentioned Owen Power. I listen, I know there was a whole hoopla. Of, Does he really want to go to Buffalo? Is that why he's staying in Michigan? I still have under the impression that he wanted to actually have a legit college year. I mean, it's for going, being around Ann Arbor, going to University of Michigan football games, it's an experience to be a student at the University of Michigan. Owen Power didn't get that last year. Couldn't go to football games, couldn't go to other, other sporting events, couldn't go to, I don't know, I part, how, I don't, do I say house parties? I'm pretty sure Mel Pearson doesn't want to hear me say that, but you pretty much know that, you know, the guys, let's, let's be real here. These, these kids are adults in, in even the United States and, and Power has been, Just a a dynamic player. I think personally his defensive game needs a little bit of work. Maybe that's why it's okay. He stayed back for another year. He's a very offensively gifted defenseman. I think if you give him time, he can develop on the blue line, on the back end in his own zone. And that'll only make him more of a complete player when he does make the jump to the NHL.
0: I think that's a pretty fair breakdown right there. Tyler Cool, my guest. It's World Hockey Report presented by Lord Co-Auto Parts. Hey, last one for you. I got to ask about the Americans. You know, what's what's this team looking like from your perspective? Is there anyone we should be keeping an eye on? To, To be frank with you, Tyler, when I go up and down this roster, there's kind of a lot of guys I don't, have that good of a read on like there's some players I am excited to see. It mostly starts with their back end, but let's be real. Their offensive group doesn't have any names that super scare you.
2: Yeah. You know, Chris Peters was on uh, with Andrew Berkshire on our cross check NHL show on our lockdown network. And he said that this could be a down year for the U S which is still a crazy thing to say, given the fact that I'm I'm not saying that their pool is going to be a light one or be an easy one to go through, but this is going to be a very interesting A setup here. And I think the biggest thing is the goaltending this year will be a little bit different for the U.S. Spencer Knight, no longer there. And, of course, they had Dustin Wolf backing him up last year. That's a pretty good tandem when you have Dustin Wolf backing up Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight now in the National Hockey League, of course. I'll probably be seeing Drew Camesso be the the number one goaltender from Boston university, even though he's kind of having a shaky start there with the Terriers. But I I mean, I know that, you know, head coach of this hockey team is Nate Lehman going into Edmonton here, or excuse me, Red Deer is where the U S is going to be starting off at. But why is Mel Pearson not coaching this team? The amount of Michigan players is ridiculous. I mean, even this whole tournament, I mean, you look at the back end, of course you have Luke Hughes, who is already drafted by the new New Jersey devils. You have Matty Beniers and you have Mackie Samaskevich. I mean, this team is littered with Wolverine talent. And, you know, to you mentioned up front, they're going to have a little bit of trouble, but I think they have some guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. Sasha Pasajov is having a great year with Guelph in the Ontario League. Declan McDonald as well with Kitchener. Uh, Carter Mazur talking about Denver. I got to see him firsthand. Boy, he he's, he's a freshman right now. And if he's, if he develops there for a couple years, he's going to be something. He's a Detroit Red Wings prospect. And I'm pretty sure Stevie Eiserman's looking at him like, see, we got the kid from Jackson, Michigan, right down the road. He's going to be great. That's not how Steve Eiserman sounds, but you know what I mean? But there, there's going to, they're, they're going to be competitive still. You're right. On the back end outside of maybe Jake Sanderson, and Jacob, true Scott, you know, Luke Hughes, it's going to be a little bit lighter. I still, it's hard to say, it's hard not to say though, that the team could have a chance to get a medal. I, I don't it's the same thing with Canada, you know, Canada expects gold no matter who's on their roster and, and whatnot. The Americans, they still expect to be there in the top three and they have the talent. It's just execution and maybe starting off in red deer may make it a little bit easier for the red, white, and blue.
0: I don't mind that breakdown. I guess it kind of gives me a little bit more optimism for the Americans than I had before. So we, we don't want optimism though, right? That's to I'm just, I'm just hoping right. we get there before COVID gets here in a big way. I hope we can just get through the tournament. And then after that, whatever, then we can go into lockdown for a week or two. I really oh. don't care after that, but give me the exactly. world juniors and give me the world juniors at its finest. Tyler Kuhl, my guest here in World Hockey Report. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. I hope everything's going good with Locked On Caps. I hope you get a call some more games. Definitely, we'll stay in touch. And hey, maybe we'll get you on, you know, during or after the tournament as well to talk about the American team, since you clearly know them a lot damn better than I do.
2: Well, you know, it helped that I had a couple hours of time to study for it. But no, yeah, it, it'll be absolutely, Cody. Cool. Yeah, I maybe, I may, you know, what I may be doing something myself too on the Locked On Network, Let's but go. I don't know anything for sure yet. Love Just it. fingers crossed. So. Well, uh, we'll definitely keep in touch, Jan. You take care.
0: Love it, buddy. Take care. We'll talk soon. Tyler, cool, right there. Joining me on World Hockey Report. Already off to a commercial here. When we come back, it's Stephen Ellis. More World Junior talk. It's that time of year, and you're you're watching World Hockey Report. We are presented by Lord Co Auto Parts. Back after the break.
1: Follow Team Canada with Sports Travel Tours in their bid to win back-to-back world championships. Canada will play all their games in beautiful Helsinki, Finland, and will face Switzerland, Germany, and Russia. Sports Travel Tour packages include a fantastic hotel, all transfers, amazing game tickets, a tour host, as well as a pre-game party. Check out the official world championship packages at sportstraveltours.com.
0: Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored New customers who bet just one dollar on any NFL team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet one dollar on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You can score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: World
0: Hockey Report is presented by Lord Co. Parts. Find a store near you at lordco.com. Cody Jansen with you live today from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios in beautiful Alberta. Follow me on Twitter at Janner31 and the show at World Hockey RPT. And don't forget Sports Travel Tours. They're going to take you to beautiful Finland for the 2022 World Championships. The great people at Sports Travel Tours, they want to hook you up. They have the best packages available at sportstraveltours.com. Go check them out today. World Juniors, that's coming up. T-minus 11 days something like that, maybe 12 days until Boxing Day, so we got to get the expert on himself. Stephen Ellis, great articles up on the Hockey News right now, so we figured we'd bring him on the show to break down Team Canada, and, and Stephen, I guess first when I'll talk about some of the omissions. the two that really surprised me, Hendricks, Lapierre, one, I think a lot of people talk about Brent Clark, but A guy who is completely off the radar, it seems, is Carter Savoy down at Denver. So when you see a couple of names left off the roster like that, do you think that they're left off because they're they're just not able to gel? Do you think they can't bring the chemistry? They don't play together well with other guys? What, What do you see when you see some pretty damn good hockey players left off the roster?
3: Well, Canada does not struggle in the skill department. So there's a lot of guys who could do a lot of the same things. So when hockey Canada's looking at this, they're saying, okay, we've got like five or six guys who can all just be pure goal scorers, but maybe are not strong defensively. Well, there may look for guys who maybe not as good, Offensively, but are more reliable in their own zone. So, uh, this kind of the mix of that. Uh, obviously, Brant Clark's submission just doesn't make sense from a hockey perspective. There's stories of how he's not good defensively. Well, like, that's not true, or, or that he can't run a power play correctly. Well, like, that's one of his biggest strengths. So, that also is not true. Um, but when you look at a guy like Hendrix Lapier, that one's a big surprise because he actually had NHL action this year. But he simply put, he did not play well enough in camp, going back and rewatching the games. And it was hard to really find a part where I'm like, yeah, he needs to be there. Um, um, and it's, it's tough because like when you look at like last year's camp and obviously last year's campus, it was much different. They had a much longer period of time to kind of prepare for this. They only had two exhibition games to play. So you really had to be good when it mattered. So a couple of those guys are tough. In Curtis Savoy's case, again, this is someone who seems to be kind of almost off hockey Canada's radar every year. He should have been there. Um, The offensive numbers are are definitely worthy of him being there. But I I don't know if I would love him on a fourth line role. And there's some other guys that will be there. And there's enough skill to kind of make up the top six. So it's just kind of like... There's just almost too much talent to choose from. And that's a really good situation to be in. Canada seems to be like the one country where most of the talk when a roster announces who didn't make it, as opposed to every other country where it's like, let's look at what we actually have.
0: That's fair. And for Russia, they also left off a couple of big pieces. And the one, obviously, being in Alberta, is uh, Jan Kuznetsov on the Russian team. He's a Calgary Flames prospect. They also don't have a single right-handed shot player on their team have you ever seen this at a world juniors or international tournament in general because i don't think i've ever i can't name a single team that doesn't have a right-handed shot like i, I don't remember ever playing on that maybe if i was in like initiation or when i was like five or six maybe we did but like i don't remember this in normal times
3: we'll see the like, candles got that same situation this year in defense which is really strange But that's but on but defense you, that's not the entire yeah, team yeah but that, that that's what's so like we thought that was weird. Um, it, it, I've never been one to kind of say, "Okay, we need to have a certain number of guys shooting one way uh, or another." But it's it's yeah, that is so weird that it's one position. And the other thing that I've just I've just never really fully understand was how many like right-handed people shoot left where it just seems like that just doesn't make sense by convention. But anyways, yeah, it, it, this is so weird. We've never seen this at any major event. You like, I don't think we've ever seen that at the NHL. And it's it's just a weird time.
0: Here's some breaking news as well. This is coming from Mark Spector. Ryan McLeod is a possible, possible positive COVID test in Edmonton. Confirmation still to come. I think he was out of morning skate today, so that's some big news if you're an Oilers fan. Obviously, no Hyman tonight, and Keith, still a question mark. We're joined by Stephen Ellis right now. It's World Hockey Porp presented by Lord Kamado Parts. Now let's talk about Team Canada. Obviously, Ken Johnson, he's still out. He's still in his quarantine period. But today, Connor Bedard, he was listed as the 13th forward. He played his way onto this roster, to be blunt, but do you think he actually cracks the lineup when games start to matter? Oh, we might have uh, might have lost our friend Stephen Ellis right there. We'll try and connect with him in a little bit here. Uh, now it's official. Right now, the Edmonton Oilers, they've uh, placed forward Ryan McLeod in COVID protocol. Spectre, he tweeted that out, uh, obviously, a little bit before the team, so he got that one. We'll get Stephen's thoughts on the NHL and their COVID protocol in a little bit looks like we lost him there maybe he had other things to do that's all right we got a lot to talk about oh we got him coming right back on the show so there we go looks like we got uh steven back live on the show obviously now it's just confirmed ryan mcleod's going on the cover list for the oilers uh minnesota carolina that's obviously postponed for tonight but speaking of canada i want your thoughts on bedard there steven
3: yeah sorry about that um but uh with bedard uh, he's someone over obviously he played well enough he had six points he was the only guy had more than two points for camp but we just know in this tournament is like like that that was a great two games but i still think canada's going to lean on their older players their experience so uh naturally yeah we are going to probably see bedard play limited minutes and uh my my thing here is i just hope we don't see like what they did with like quentin byfield in his first year where they like barely played him at all um you know, but Bedard's going to bring a lot of this talent to this tournament and this team. He's got a lot of talent. That's not a concern. But again, there's just so many other guys in that same position. We know in the World Juniors, historically, teams like to rely on their their older players. But the fact that he made the team, I think that's it. He had to work much harder than pretty much any other player in the tournament. So he's done a good enough job to, to deserve where he is. And
0: uh, I, I just don't think he's going to play a huge role. Steven, who's your one 2 punch between the pipes this year?
3: Uh, if I'm going with this uh, I, I know a lot of people are talking is it going to be Grant is it going to be uh, Kosa but uh, I'm going Kosa I think he's simply the better goalie he's uh, Grand did play in this tournament last year but he played one period against Germany so not exactly a lot of hockey out there but um, the, grand has been the best goalie in the WHL so it's hard to say no to him right now but I think if you got to look at who you would want in a one game winner takes all situation I think uh, Kosa is the better option there so uh, I, those are the the two guys there, but a great story for Brent Brochu, who just a couple of years ago, uh, in his first year of NHL draft eligibility, he was playing junior B. Uh, he's playing lower level hockey. So, actually, maybe it was junior C. Like, he was not playing anywhere near what you would expect a goalie would need to do to make Team Canada. So, uh, good story there, but I think it's going to be the two Western guys battling it out there.
0: I do believe he went junior C to the London Knights, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I don't have DB open in front of me, but I think you're bang on with that one. So Canada's obviously the favorite on paper, but who's the second best team here? Is it the Americans? Is it the Russians? You know, the Russians left off some pretty good names, as we already talked about. But who, who's your silver medalist right now on paper?
3: I think I was still going for the Americans, the little weak in center and maybe not the greatest goaltending, but I still think this is a group that you can always rely on their chemistry as of all these guys that have played at the U-17, U-18 level before. Uh, uh coming back together and doing this i think they got a good shot i like team sweden uh having william Eklund and alex holt is actually huge um of course though putting any money on sweden is typically a mistake it's also of their uh their last uh, decade or so but um those guys are gonna be good i think finland's got a if, if atu can play and right now that's in question due to covid um i think that will be a huge bonus so i think we're still gonna see the top teams it would almost be like if Russia goes out to, to make the final, that would be a surprise because it doesn't look like the best team they could have brought possibly brought. But at the same time, we know Matvey Mitchikoff continues to blow people's minds and just the way he plays against older competition. Maybe he goes on an absolute tear and, and really helps Russia. So uh, I, I still say Canada, USA right now, but I really like Sweden, where I think those three teams are the ones going for a medal if it all works out.
0: Now, I, I think Matvey Mitchikoff is obviously a super skilled player, but... He's doing it at the MHL level and everyone, you know, we know that the MHL isn't the WHL. It's not major junior hockey and it's not even the VHL for that fact. So I I think that there's still a little bit of pumping the brakes that we got to do on him. That's my opinion, obviously. Does Yaroslav Askarov scare you at all in goal? Because he doesn't, I, I mean, from everyone I've talked to, he's obviously a good goaltender, But this isn't an intimidating goaltender. This isn't someone who you're going, oh, he's going to steal the tournament for the Russians this year. And that's kind of, you know, frankly weird that he's not getting talked about when this is a top 10 draft pick goaltender.
3: I think maybe the only reason we're not talking about him so much is this is his third go around with the team. So it's like we kind of just kind of like a Spencer Knight. You kind of just know he's there. But Spencer
0: Knight had all the hype being like, this guy has a chance to steal it. He had a terrible start, obviously, to the tournament. But then he kind of locked it in and you're like, oh, yeah, that's Spencer Knight. I'm not hearing that about it, Askarov.
3: It, it, that could also just be the markets. Like, obviously, one being the United States, one being Russia. I hear we'll hear a lot more about one or the other. But uh, I'd say, like, with Askarov, this is a guy that, yeah, you know, he, he can be very shaky. And we saw last year he didn't have a good World Junior Tournament, but then he was outstanding in the Karyala Cup against pro players. And uh, he, he he's only played the one men's team game, I believe, this year and didn't look too good in it. But I, I think this is someone who's now looking back, from the last time we played at the World Juniors last year, that he's got a lot more experience against better players, more experience against men, more experience with pro players. Uh, I still am very confident in what he could do. We know that when he's hot, he's so hard to beat. Um, now that this is his third time, he's, he's the undisputed number one. There's he just got to play his game. I, I do feel like he'll be one of the top goalies this year, but if he goes out and has another bad tournament, I think a lot more questions will be asked.
0: You're so nice, Steven. You would never say a bad thing about anyone. That's what I love about you. He's of my favorite prospects, prospect, so I I have to say. Uh, uh, Steven, hey, um, going back to Askarov here, uh, you mentioned the Congelic Cup, and that's obviously experience against men, but obviously Russia has the best roster on paper at those events too. Is it a little concerning when you look at Russia's goaltending and a lot of their super successful goaltenders at the tournament? You know, when you look at your Sam Sonov, I think Vasilevsky as well, you know, they were playing KHL full-time at the age of 19 or whatever their final year of world junior eligibility was. Does it scare you a little bit that Askarov's still not a full-time KHL guy?
3: No, uh, not at all. And that's part of it just because the, the goalies they got there, it's kind of hard to to steal the sh- the, the starts um, in, in ska St. Petersburg because you look at it and, and Lars Johansson's a fantastic goalie. Alexander Samanoff, there's some attention to him of maybe he was going to get some NHL love because the stats were pretty good at a young age. So, uh,
0: like, I'm not too so worried. So if you're saying he, he was, was in a worse market, you, like, if, even if he, he even was, pulled- like, take him out of the ska market. You know, do you think he's a full-timer on other KHL teams? Do you think he's probably a 60% guy on other teams? I
3: I do believe so. Uh, If if not 60, we're we're still talking a big chunk of the games. A lot of scouts that I know out there really believe that he'd be much better on a team that wasn't a championship contender.
0: Who's the doormat of the tournament this year? Is it Germany? Am I safe to say that? Because I don't, I mean, seeing the players that they turned over, Stephen, I don't know how this team's going to compete.
3: It definitely is not the best team. If I'm picking a team that's coming last,
0: it is going to be Austria and fair, uh,
3: fair. Germany and Austria. Like they got to play each other anyway, so it's just kind of who wins that game. Uh, I'm excited to see Sebastian Ranishitz. I believe he's uh, he he was so much fun to watch last year. Yeah, but he, he had one or two role. huge performances, right? He he was very good in, in a couple games, but then he went out got a, a contract to go play with the Victoria Royals and absolutely got slaughtered in his games. So, uh, I, kind of hope for the best there, but like he, he'll be the Austria's most important player, but in total, he's only played three competitive games this year. So this is a guy who's going to be pretty cool going in, but he's going to be, in my opinion, the most important, uh, the, uh, goalie for one of the most important players on that team outside of Marco Casper, the, uh, 2023 or 2022 draft player. Sorry. So, uh, Austria, maybe he has the best player between the two teams, uh, in Casper, but in, in terms of teams, Austria just has no scoring depth and their defense is pretty ugly again.
0: Steven, I know we like the weird small countries, but were you the exact same way as me where the tournament's in Edmonton this year and I'm like the game I got to see it's Austria, Germany. I got to watch that oh. game because I think that's oh. going to be the one to watch. That's who goes to relegation.
3: Yeah, see, like I'll be in Edmonton for the, the juniors, but I I'm, I'm probably won't have a car access. So I don't think I'll be going to the relegation games, but the relegation games to me are some of the most fun because it's like they're playing for their lives. And then the games that lead up to decide who goes in the relegation round, those are just as good. It's not better. So uh, I love I love games like that.
0: I didn't know you're coming to the tournament. Well, okay, I'm going to text you off then. We will we'll go out and grab a coffee or a beverage, whatever, when you're up here. And uh we'll, we'll definitely go 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 check out maybe a game or two together in the media box. Stephen man, I got to let you go. I got to ramp up the show. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your knowledge, man. Best of luck with everything. You're crushing it with the hockey news, and we'll connect soon. I appreciate. It. And Tyler was awesome right before me. He's the, he's the best as well. Stephen, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Yep, thank you. Bye. Stephen Ellis right there from the hockey news. Joining me on world hockey report. I'll oh, worry. We got to wrap it up. Wow. A lot of NHL news breaking during the show today. I'm not sure if you can uh, keep track of all of that, but again, we got the Canes and the wild that game. It's canceled for tonight flames game. That's already canceled. You got a COVID case on Edmonton. Ryan McLeod goes there now for the Canes, Andre Svechnikov, Ian Cole, Steven Lawrence, and Jordan Stahl. They've entered COVID-19 protocol. It's a disaster around the league. That's the simplest way to put it, and wow, I really hope we can get through the World Juniors here, full fans. I, you know, let's just get there and get out of the thing. Come on, that's all I want. That's all I really want as of right now. ACHA news, though, and this is a tough way to finish it. But I, you know, we got to talk about it. It's sad, and this goes out to the Calu Vulcans right now the sudden passing of uh, Branson King hearts, you know, go out to the family, the friends, the team, everyone there. It's tough. And even with some of the, you know, the the natural disasters happening right now in in the Midwest, I I know that there's been others who have passed away. You've got connections to ACHA. It's terrible. It's sad. It, It breaks our heart and, you know, in a time where we're dealing with so much COVID negativity for this to be added on top. It's just tough. It's it's tough to talk about our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone involved. And and the same goes for Chandler Stevenson. I'll I'll share what Adam shared here on Twitter because it is, it's a touching story as well. Um, so Chandler Stevenson, he reveals he recently lost his grandmother, pre- presumably who I missed last game, starting tear up talk about his four assists night. He said, I've never had four assists, and I think she was helping me tonight with that one. I mean, that just, eh. It's touching. It's touching. It's great to, you know, see a guy like that have success and be able to look in the mirror and go, hey, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. So, again, our thoughts and prayers go out to Chandler Stevenson, the Kings. Everyone who's had a tough go here. COVID, it's not getting any easier. End of the day, you know, get, get vaccinated, stay healthy, do your part. That's that's the simplest way to put it. But we got hockey tonight as well and enjoy it. Oilers leave 7 o'clock prime time game. There's so much hopping on. I think I'm going to be 7, 6.30 uh, Alberta time. I'll be hopping on the real Captain Lou extravaganza. Captain Lou's show, he's always a blast. We've had him on this show before, so tune in if you can. 630, 12-ounce sports. Huge thanks to everyone who makes this show possible. Our producer, Bryce Bunn, social media manager, Eric Krause, Adam Irwin, Trout, huge part of the World Hockey Report team. Jeff Bank over at 12-ounce sports studios, Isha and Dylan at the Hockey Podcast Network. If you miss any of it, you can catch it. the Hockey Podcast Network. Download it wherever you get your podcast from. Use promo code THPN on DraftKings, and be sure to stop by Lord Coat Parts. the absolute best. That's why Team Canada, Hockey Canada, trusts them the most. Tomorrow's show. It's going to be a big one. I can't tease some of the guests yet, as we're still hoping to uh, maybe line up some more. But it's going to be a fun one. World Juniors are coming up. World Hockey Report. We're buzzing as normal. Talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Be kind. Be better.